0: What's up everybody, we're back again. Today we're gonna be continuing talking about the traits, the characteristics of a superstar mindset. Today we're gonna be talking about problem solving ability. Superstars don't shy away from problems. Instead, they tackle them head on. They use their creativity and innovation to find solutions and they don't give up until they've overcome the obstacle in their path.
1: Swallow that slimy frog.
0: Swallow that slimy frog. We had some problems that have been going on in the office recently. We all we all want to avoid them, but you never can, right? So you got to lean, gotta gotta lean in. into them.
1: So I, I, that would be the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. I heard that from a guy, uh, Joe Brester. That's what he used to always say. Like, because mm-hmm. we, I mean, that's what we do is solve problems all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always, hopefully you can get ahead of them so they don't happen again. Yeah right yeah but solving problems i mean the first thing i would say that you have to do is you have to lean in you have to and then you also have to go you have to figure out what the root of the problem is.
0: yeah like figuring where out where did the problem come
1: that. from what caused it what type of feeling what type of because usually the problems consist of, people have something to do with the problems right
0: people a lot of times have something to do a with lot the of problems times.
1: but you got to figure out where the problem came from first yeah what you know and maybe that's like asking questions of people like digging in a little deeper to figure out what caused the problem
0: big part of that, that makes me it think if you don't know you can't solve it if you don't know and it makes me think about perspective right because we all have our own perspective yeah, yeah, yeah and a lot of times people get so tunnel visioned in on their perspective that they don't even consider consider the other person's perspective Whew, that's and big. a lot of times when you mention and asking a question Sometimes it's not about what you say, right? The person who controls the conversation is not the one who's doing all the talking. Contrary to what people may think, it's not the one that's doing all of the talking. Sometimes when you ask someone a great question or a series of good questions to really, with the, with the intention of understanding, yeah,
1: understand.
0: it, it, it can take a conversation. It takes a problem to another level. Now you might understand, like, oh wow, I never really thought about it that way. Right. Never really thought about it that way. Sorry. Okay, now we can. Now we can have thoughts and we can get creative and we can have some innovation to solve this problem
1: yeah right. yeah that's
0: really really good right
1: i mean you, you got to be proactive yeah you got to be proactive I mean, like i i mentioned it a couple of minutes ago but like you have to get in front of it so like if you have the same problem that happens more than once yeah like you try to put something in place so that that problem doesn't ever happen again
0: yes i was talking to us i was talking to someone uh, it was recent and they were talking about why do we have to sign this document we were signing something And I said, you know, that's a great question, but if they included this one in here, although we haven't dealt with it, it's probably included because many other people have dealt with this same exact problem. Right. So they implemented a system or something to try to just small, tighten the funnel down just a little bit.
1: Right. So they don't have to deal with the same, reduce, reduce reduce it,
0: reduce the amount of times that it happens. Yeah. So when you think about somebody like give an example, do you have any examples of, I mean, I know we have many around the office on a day to day basis. Like some people make small problems a big problem, and some people in their head make a big problem and turn it into a small problem. They look at it as a small problem. What's an example of one that you have or something that, uh, that blowing, it takes your head the to? The engine
1: blowing in my new, my new GMC Denali. Yeah. Less than 12,000 miles. I've had it for uh, six months. Yeah. And the engine blew. Mm-hmm. And they told me they didn't know when I would get it back. Sounds, a like
0: a, sounds like a little bit of a problem.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, d- uh, dealing with companies, problems with companies, I mean, I would say that the, dealing with all problems, I'm really good at it. Like, <laughs> that's probably, I mean, that's that's one of the things I will say that I'm good at. And um, most of the times I can get through. So, like, if I have a problem with a company, like, i found the best approach is that from the first person you talk to, um, I always approach it with the, with the, thought that it costs way too much to acquire me as a customer, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, customer acquisition is like the most expensive thing in the business to get new customers. So I always approach it with it wouldn't be fair if I didn't share my experience and how I feel about this because I know someone at that company cares about losing not only losing me as a customer but having me having these feelings, because if this come, if your business comes up again, I'm gonna share my feelings. I'm gonna share my feelings with someone that asked me about whatever it is. So that's my uh, lead in. My lead in is I don't think it's fair to you. I don't think it's fair to you that I walk around with these feelings. I have to share it with you, I've, you know, and that's usually by the time I get to a manager. But the other thing is, is that I think that a lot of people, when they're trying to solve a problem, they don't experience, they, the first no or the first setback causes them to give up
0: yeah that's one of the things even bob that we work on two two thoughts that come from that is that's one of the things that we work on with our children we work on we've implemented that into building their foundation and it sometimes it comes to a fault to us because when we tell them no that first time it's okay to sometimes push through that no and one of the things that it makes me think about another thing that it makes me think about is a conversation that I have with Fouette very often. And that's, man, when one of us is going through a problem, we get on the phone and we're talking through it, and we've shifted that mindset. Sometimes we just need that reminder of a shifted mindset of like, Bob, at one point in time, the problems that we're having right now are problems that we wished for. Right. Are problems that we wished for. Yeah. So when it comes to, when a, when a problem actually comes up and we're faced with it, rather than getting all in our head all the time and just looking at all of the negatives, Right. Sometimes it's like just shifting the mindset of like, I'm about to, I'm grateful for having this problem because other people w- would wish and would love to have the problem that I'm having right now. Right. What can I do to get through it? And how That's can I important. make sure that it does not happen again? Or I can limit the the time and the frequency of it happening again.
1: That's important. Because so problems are going to come up. After figuring out what the problem is, Yeah, and then getting your mindset right about it, like yeah. taking that, taking it as a challenge and taking it as like a good thing a success like this is something yeah that i work for is, this have is something this problem. that i work for it's something that i work for and then the techniques around solving, solving the problems. problem. Solving so the those that i guess that's uh two of the techniques then the other is like communication right like mm. that's where the slimy frog, frog comment comes from is like you know it's those calls or those confrontations that uh, you know people rather than solve a problem sometimes they avoid it. They avoid yes. the problem, mm-hmm. and the problem just gets passed on to <laughs> snowball, somebody else. Snowball, go, it may snowball. It may just become somebody else's problem. Yeah. They don't confront the problem because they don't want to have the conversation or they don't want the confrontation. So that was where that came from. It's like, okay, when's the best time to confront the situation? I think yeah. as, as long as you know what the problem is at the root of it and then you have the right mindset – that you know we're going to solve this problem i'm glad that i have it yeah and then it's that moment that you confront that most people fear the most i think because i know that sometimes i get a pit in my stomach when i know i have to deal with something
0: and you go ahead and swallow that slimy frog go ahead
1: and swallow it because on the other side of it Mm -hmm. is like that's where like the magic happens like you're like oh that wasn't as bad as I thought it, it would be, wasn't as bad right? as what
0: I thought it would be. And even with the communication, it makes me think, I say this so much, and we've heard it so many times, but this is perfect, and it goes into it, of how important it is of the people that you surround yourself with. Because a lot of times, the problem that you're facing, <laughs> you're not the first person right. that has ever faced that problem. So having resources around you and being open enough to be like, hey, Bob, like I'm dealing with this right here, right now what would you do in this situation that's a big one what would you do in this situation or how when you've dealt with something like this in the past Bob how have you handled this so having those resources around you and those relationships that you can lean it that you can ask think, and that you can go to for that for that advice in situations like that I think that's a big part of problem oh probably. yeah
1: it's either it's not just advice though because once you figure out the root of the problem then you think about someone that's dealt with it or someone that has the information it gives you, yeah. it gives you an upper hand when it comes to dealing with it. Because if you have the facts now I've had people lean into solving a problem with me and they don't have the facts. They don't have the numbers. They don't, they, uh, are comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta know. That's where, like, I think I use resources the most is solving problems when I'm gonna when I'm gonna confront something well, Bobby, before is, I confront it. It's a I'm, big I'm thing about. I'm digging in to figure out what the confrontation is.
0: And a big part of the resources around you is having those resources that are gonna be completely honest with you too. Yeah, right. Because sometimes I may feel like I'm completely right, not like look, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. I'm completely right, and then I talk to one of those resources and they put it like, oh well, DJ. You may be a little bit off on this one right here, man. You know, so sometimes having those resources that are also gonna, be, that have some knowledge to drop on you and are okay and open with letting you know when you're wrong, when you're wrong.
1: It I made me think about something else. I also think that tone oh. is important. Oh. And when I, I'm talking about the tone, maybe of my voice, but the tone of the communication mm-hmm. where people get, because a lot of times, you know, in what we do, We deal with people that are very emotional like they're dealing with this point in their life you know we forget how challenging it is to move from Mm -hmm. a house you lived in for a year let alone 20 years all the stuff you've accumulated and all these memories and all these things and all the like you know there's no real pro movers i mean i i move every two years and i'm not a pro yeah you know every single time so those feelings and those emotions, they can get out of hand and that can cause the problem to seem bigger than it really is. Mm-hmm. So emotions. the tone and being in control of the tone and making sure that you're getting everybody, either sometimes you gotta get people worked up, sometimes, sometimes you gotta you calm them down. Yeah. Some, You know, I, I'm thinking of when I'm dealing with our clients, my job is to deescalate and keep it calming. Sometimes it's just about getting them to chill for a minute, to slow down and figure out like that we've got, a, we've got a way through this. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the way we're going to make it through. But then when I'm dealing with a company, I'm dealing <laughs> with someone that's done me wrong. I'm taking it up. I'm taking it up like three or four or five, six notches until somebody responds to me, until someone tells me they care about my feelings and care about my situation. When somebody tells me they care, I don't care who it is. It could be the lowest person in the company or the highest person in the company. If once somebody says they care and take responsibility for it, that's what gets me to calm down.
0: And that's very important too. It's great that you say that because sometimes it's not that people, we all make mistakes and sometimes it's not that people get so upset that you made a mistake. It's when we avoid the problem and the, when we avoid the problem- I'm not and going not away. show that- yeah, not gonna, I'm not going like, away. And They care more that you show that you care. And sometimes it's okay to say, hey, Bob, I made a mistake. A superstar mindset, you're gonna have some problems. Whether you have a superstar mindset or not, you're gonna have some problems. And that ability to face it head on- Lean and in. Lean in. Swallow that slimy frog. And solve a problem. We hope you got something from that. And next time that you're facing a problem, Go solve it head on.
1: Hey, and if you like this content, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Maybe throw us a comment, tell us what you think, and uh, we'll keep bringing it.
0: Tune in for the next one.